I just told Richie we rich. Today's guests are your favorite manager's favorite manager <laughs> in the pride of Boston, Tim LaRue hey, and Cousin hey. Stiz. What's How's going it going? On, I'm just, it's all right, man. It's all right. Can't complain. We're in a nice office. We've got a nice, nice view, view going on here. It's just sick, man. Yeah. yeah no, appreciate I, it. Definitely happy you guys came through. We've known each other for a long time. So mm-hmm. a minute. A grip, 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 for real. Great to see you. Well overdue, man. But I wanted to talk about Boston first. Like Stiz, like what's it. it like? What was it like coming up and like were your parents in the music or how'd you like get your start and like what made you think you wanted to be an artist? I feel like everybody's super into music. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody loves music. Everybody loves music and food. I feel like that's one thing in the world we can all agree on, you know? It doesn't matter what the music is, you see, people like it. You know what I'm saying? So it was always in the house, you know what I'm saying? Like, you just, you don't touch dad's radio when that shit's on and loud, you know? So, like, that was just playing all the time during the crib. We play, he played albums throughout, and that, that's why I kind of just fell in love with it, I guess. Um, started listening, like, old Neil, so, like, Erica, like, Tribe, like, and then, like, when it was just me and my pop, we listened a lot of gangster rap, you know what I'm saying? And that's, yeah, that's where I found, like, love with music, for real, for real. And it was production first. It wasn't really, like, the rappers or anything like that. I was really in love with the production. And then, um, you know, trials and tribulations is just being young, you know, being outside and stuff like that. I kind of developed a skill to write. I mean, well, rap. I always could write. I always used to, like, write short stories and stuff like that just on my free time. So, like, it was, like, always secondhand to just write things. But uh, I guess, you know, like I said, like, just coming up and stuff, being around my boys and doing what he's doing, you know, outside and stuff like that. I would just, in between, in between our little free time, our little idle time, our little downtime, we would just rap. We'd rap at each other. And we make, we like make our own diss tracks at each other, you feel me? Like freestyle all day long, like all day, all night outside, you feel me? And that's where, yeah, that's where my, uh, the rapping thing happened for me. And um, kind of just snowballed, man. I, I met the right people, you know, I kind of could stay consistent with it. And then I started taking it serious one day and then um, the rest was history. What part of Boston are you from? Dorchester, born and raised. Uh, and for anyone who's never been there, like how would you describe it? So it's different, man. It's a it's a melting pot, um, like a melting pot of culture. Like I, I got really lucky with that. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, growing up where I grew up, literally like in Phil's Corner and like and even like Dorchester Blue Hill Lab, like the area like that I grew up, my stomping grounds and everything like that. It was really like diverse. Like it was everybody over there. There was all types of food, all types of culture. And it's not really like that in Boston in general. You know what I'm saying? But luckily where I was at, my little pocket, it was like that. You know, that's so, awesome. So I got, yeah, I got everything. Like I, I got everything. Like some of my best friends are not black, you know what I'm saying? And like a lot of my best friends are, but we all grew up together. You know what I'm saying? We all grew up together. We all went through the same struggles together. We all did this, you know, we all have the same stories, you know? So it's, it's, it's dope when you have people you can relate to that are your age, you know what I'm saying? And you guys kind of like grow and get tighter because you're struggling, you know what I'm saying? And like that dynamic it really, it birthed everything. It birthed like the things that I talk about, you know, it birthed the, the, my work ethic, you know, and, and, and it brought me here. Yeah, it definitely exposed you to a lot of point of views, huh? For sure. And that, and like, like the high school thing too, like um, I went to Boston Public School my whole career, got kicked out like seventh grade, went to McCormick eighth grade. And then um, I was like, I was just messing up, you know, I was just being a boy, I guess. You know, my mom gave me an ultimatum, like man, military school or school in the suburbs for high school. And it wasn't even like, that was a no brainer. You know what I'm saying? I was like schooling the birds, but I didn't realize how much a culture shock that was, you know? Cause like I said, like I only grew up around people like me, like even if they weren't my skin complexion, you feel me? Like we, we went through the same struggles, yeah. you know? And now I'm a complete minority. Like there ain't nobody going through what I'm going through. Can nobody 
can't nobody feel what I'm feeling every single day. You know what I'm saying? Like there's not the same struggle. It's not the same. It's a, a real disconnect when I went to school, you know, and that's when I really like learned perspective and like how to speak to people and like, you know, and where I realized like what, what money could really get you, you know, like if you, if you're not exposed to it, you don't see it, you know what I'm saying? It could, it get, you, you get really like stuck into your four walls and you, that's all you could see. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't, you wouldn't be able to see over the gate if that's all you could see is your four walls. You know what I'm saying? So like once I got exposed to like, damn, like, yo, what? Like, yo, it's crazy out here. Like it's crazy what you could get with a dollar bill. You know, once I realized that and I brought that logic back to where I was from, like, it changed everything for me. Like it made me realize like, yo, home is home, but like, I can't stay here. Like I gotta, I gotta, I gotta spread my wings. Like I have to, like, I, I'm gonna die if I don't, you know, I really felt like that. Like, yo, I, I already know what I could get. Like, I already know what I could get out there. You know what I'm saying? I can't stay here. Like I'm going, it's going to suffocate me staying here without now knowing what I know, you know what I'm saying? So I guess like, uh, yeah, that, that breaking my ignorance to like the mold, you know, kind of changed everything too. Yeah, and even with you like leaving town every now and then or whatever for shows, yep. and like to live in LA a little bit, you still rep super hard. Hell yeah, man! I mean, I I have to. That's all I know. Like literally, like before rap, before rap, that was the only thing I knew. You know, that's the only thing I knew. It was the third stop on the red line. You feel me? It was walking up the street to get to to get to my boys' cribs. You know what I'm saying? Like with, with sneaking that back route cuts. And uh, so you don't have to take the train to get back down to uh, back down to the block, you know what I'm saying? Back down to like, well, everybody was hanging out. I didn't have to do that because I just knew all my cuts. But like, you feel me? Like you get stuck in that, bro. Like you, it's so easy to get stuck in that if that's all you know, you know what I'm saying? If that's all you've ever seen, you know? And once I started exposing myself to life, bro, like it, it changed everything. And I started exposing my friends, you know what I'm saying? I started taking people that I care about. And trying to show them, like, yo, like, look at this, bro. Like, and it, and when I did that, it changed their perspective. You know what I'm saying? It's it's all about just showing people. Like, if you show them, if you could show somebody, like, yo, like, look at this, bro. And you feel me? If 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 they've only just seen this, if they've only just seen one thing their whole life, and you could come out and you could really change their whole perspective and their mind and the way they work. You know what I'm saying? Just by showing them, just by showing them, it's possible. It happened with me. You know, I'm I'm a perfect case of that. You feel me? And a lot of my friends going through it right now. Where I showed him like, yo, like, bro, look at this, bro. Like, I, I took all my boys out to LA and was like, bro, look at this, bro. Like, I understand the hood is the hood, bro, but hood's gonna be there forever. You feel me? Like, look at this, bro. Like, look at look at this, and you feel me? Everybody went home with a changed perspective. You know, everybody went home and went hard. And I, you feel me? And like, yeah, man, I'm proud of my boys. Like, a lot of my friends are in like a better space than they were two years ago. You know what I'm saying? It's just a little. It's just a little exposure. That's all it takes. It's just a little exposure. And then Tim, I know mm-hmm. you went to Boston University. I went to Boston University. Yes. Like, what was it? What's your experience with Boston? Like, when you think of Boston, like, what are you thinking about? And then also, how did you and Stiz meet? Yeah, um, Boston is still home for me. You know, I didn't grow up there. I grew up in Connecticut. I was in Boston from 2009 to like 14, basically graduated in 13. Stayed there for an extra year, but it's still home to me. I mean, it's where it's where I feel the most comfortable. It's where I started what I'm doing now. It's, it's where I have like my best and closest friends, people I can really relate to. And, uh, you know, like I, I feel like the city and like the scene there, like really welcomed me with open arms. Oh yeah. Which, the city loves you. Yeah. You know, there's, there's a little bit of both. I think, <laughs> I think anybody that, that has, has some success in the music scene there, there's a little bit of both, but there's definitely a ton, a ton of love and appreciation. And I don't know. I, I love the city, man. It's like, it's still my favorite place. Um, I love spending time there. Every time we go back, it's, it's really rewarding just because we're both looking at it from a different vantage point. I mean, I'm walking around the same streets and going to the same venues, but 
you know, you're, you're looked at a little differently and you're just in a little bit of a different place. And, you know, I look back on 19, 20 year old me walking around, like, like looking at these venues, hoping that I could be a part of an artist career that like sells out one of these venues. And, you know, one by one, we did the smallest and then the two years later, the biggest by far that no one in Boston ever did. So it's, it's just little things like that are rewarding, you know, just, just being in the city, you started these dreams and coming back and you're accomplishing them. Even if it's like little baby steps, like you're checking them off the list. So Middle East, the house of blues. Yeah. Middle East upstairs, the house of blues <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and even smaller little basements, every, you know, everything, the whole scale. But, uh, yeah, I love Boston. And then we met in, uh, we met in 2012, like April, 2012. Okay. Um, Another artist, uh, Jeff Replay, <clears throat> I had met him kind of just connected online. This was back in my blog days. So I had this blog called The Fresh Air. And, and my goal with that was just to put on for anybody in the city that I thought was that was dope, you know, right. and, and I didn't think anyone was really doing that at the time. And I was bothered by that. You know, I was I had started the blog less than a year prior and everyone I was meeting from artists to producers to just people in the scene were like so excited about that. And it was really cool. It was a good feeling to be appreciated and, and to have so many people want to connect with me. But on the flip side, I was like, why is, is, why was it so easy for me to become like, you know, like a the power man. player yeah. in the scene? Yeah. And, and it, the answer was because so few people were doing that. So few people wanted to, to actually help artists. I think it, a lot of people just look for a blueprint on the artist side, the management side, the whatever, any, you pick your, pick your role within the scene at that time in that era you know, the people were like, well, no one has done this. So I don't know how to do it. And I didn't know how to do it, but I, I tried, you know, and That's I took, way to I, learn. yeah, I took my website and you know, it was, it's funny looking back, but you know, I, I got a camera, I would run around the city with a camera and Jeff was one of the first kids that reached out to me and was just like, man, like just follow me around, like bring your camera, let's just get content. Um, and he was young, he was like 18 or 19 at the time. So you know, he reached out to me on Twitter and I just, I was taking any opportunity that came my way. I didn't know what I was doing. I don't know if it was a music video, a vlog. I got in his car, uh, that, that he was driving to prom after that, which is just, that's a whole separate story. But, um, so Jeff, like, you know, I'm like filming him, he's driving, uh, you know, playing his music out the car window. I'm like shooting out the car window. He's driving and we end up going to what I didn't even know at the time was like Stiz's hood, like the park, right, right, right in his area in Fields Corner. And, uh, you know, Jeff gets out the car. He's like, follow me with the camera. I'm, I'm following him with the camera. And one by one, Jeff, like, as if I'm, I'm doing like an impromptu vlog, he's introducing me one by one to all these characters in the park. He's like, this is so-and-so, this is so-and-so, this is so-and-so. And he's like, yo, come over here. And it turned out it was Stiz, but he walks over to me and, and I'm, I'm like, not even really looking at him. He's on my peripherals. And he's just like, yo, dab me up cameraman. Uh. <laughs> and I didn't really acknowledge him. And then he said, yo, dab me up Tim. So he knew how I was, I think just through Jeff and like the circle that he was in. So cool. we connected that day. So I, I still, I always say it, but there's a hard drive somewhere with like us meeting on camera <laughs> that I really got to dig up because it's epic footage. Wow. But, uh, yeah. You were filming. That's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's on camera. That was April 2012. <laughs> and, uh, That's yeah, rare. And then, uh, yeah. And then later that night I got a, a follow from him on Twitter and then uh, it was a at Tim LaRue hashtag follow back mm-hmm. and I followed back and that was that was the start of the relationship. Yeah. yeah. Damn. That's, that's a good story. Yeah. It's a funny one. Yeah, it that's is. A good one. <laughs> so I know you guys have been through a lot in your career so far. And I wanted to know for everyone listening, like a lot of aspiring artists and aspiring managers and people starting out, like walk us through like an album or a project release, you know, whether it's one of your old ones or whether yeah. it's like right now when you're gearing up for the album, like what are you guys thinking about? Like strategy prep, like first single, like, like just walk us through because a lot of people don't know where to start, you know, yeah, and you guys yeah. are pretty successful at this and you've done it a few times. So yeah. I want to like give some people some tips. Yeah. Jump in after. But I think my perspective is pretty interesting just because we've done it 
totally independently. Right. And we've done it with a major label and kind of everything in between. And each process is like extremely different. I mean, 2015, we put out Suffolk County, his first project. You know, we, we finished the tape the evening of May 31st and noon on, on June 1st, one of the homies in Boston, you know, everybody's going crazy about it. And one of the, one of our friends in Boston tweeted it at me cause he knew I was involved and he was like, yo, Tim, drop it. And I tweeted back at him. I was like, I'm, I'm eating a chicken sandwich and then I will. And that was literally like how <laughs> we put out that first mixtape. Like it was, I had the private thing on SoundCloud. Lauren from Complex premiered the tape. That's so awesome. we were talking and she was just like, let me know when you're ready to go. I got the post up. And I was like, all right, let me just finish eating. And I got it. <laughs> I, 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 I finished my chicken sandwich. Priorities. Put the paper plate in the garbage. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I pressed publish. And then, and oh then my we saw God. all of Boston and some of the rest of the world, like, you know, track by track, like just going crazy over Suffolk County. So that was that experience in terms of dropping it. And then, you know, we, then we, we ended up partnering with RCA and, and that whole process, it was definitely a learning curve. We're on our, our second project with RCA now. And, uh, you know, the first one, it, it was a real learning curve, like just everything from sample clearances to how far ahead you have to get a project in. So, Crazy. you know, I think when you're, when you're in a major label system, the difference is by the time you put on music, it's old music. It's not right. super old, but you know, you're not, you're not going to, unless you're Drake or Kanye or like the top of the top, you have to have music in like a couple months prior, really, um, mm -hmm. you know, before mixing mastering, before all the approvals, before getting producer agreements, before sample clearances, like everything that comes with it. It's still really fun though. Um, and then beyond just like that process, I think like what's, what's always been really fun for me is just like the sequencing and kind of the narrative of an album. Like that's what I enjoy with like my role with, with Stiz's stuff is like, I'm, I'm a fan of albums and, and he's like, I think naturally just like an album artist. So I love, and I think we've done a pretty good job of it. Like, you know, taking whatever phase of life he's in or whatever music he's making and like sequencing it and kind of telling a story within each project. So that process is always really, really fun for me. Um, just kind of, him working and then slowly but surely we're collecting music and we're, we're whether it starts with like a vision of here's the the name here's the idea or you know it kind of comes as we go along it's happened both ways Suffolk County was he had that name a year before he even started working on the project you know that was like in his head and then a couple of the more recent ones um we just kind of been working on music and then then he's all right I think I get what this is becoming and then you know I think together we sit and and you know some other people as well and and, and figure out what it's going to be, you know, how we're going to sequence it, how we're going to make it all make sense and, and kind of have this like roller coaster ride experience for listeners. Awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it, uh, you, you hit a bunch of points, but like uh, for me personally, uh, just when making a project, it is that it's a, uh, it's either I already have it. Like I see that I already have it like Suffolk County. I, I, I knew what that, I, that project was going to be. I already knew before I even made a fucking song on it, I knew like what that project was gonna be. You know, I don't know how I knew, but I, like you said, I had the name in my head for, for a year prior to me even, you know, starting to work on it. I, I just knew like, yo, like this is gonna be just about my life, my life story. So I already knew how to approach that record and you know, and then life happens, man. Like you have a plan and then life happens. Like Monda, like that wasn't a planned thing for me. You know, I didn't plan on losing my little bro, but it happened like that. and. I had to make a project about that, you know, it felt right to me. And then like one night only is a different thing. Cause it's one of those things where I was in LA the first time, you know what I'm saying? So it was just a bunch of experiences that I was caking up since for, from that. And then this project is like, man, like this project was a doozy. Cause this project was, I feel like for me personally, this part was like the most I've had to battle with myself ever making music, you know, uh, just trying to figure out like, you know, like you said, like it, 
you make music, you make music, you start making songs, and then a couple of them hit, like a couple of them hit, and then you're like, okay, th- this this is something I can build like a yeah, bigger like idea this around is something. This like this yeah. is something. This is our nucleus now. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Nice. Like yeah. everything, everything should hit this pocket. You know, and then after we got everything and all these emotions out on this pocket, now we fill in the blanks. What are we missing? You know, and that's how we Good usually, advice. that's usually how we yeah. work with it. We usually find, we usually just make music, boom, 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 I'm making music. I'm trying to figure it out for a while. And then we hit on something and then we're like, wait, this is good. Yeah, it's a puzzle. Yeah. And you, you just got to trust your, your gut. I think with a lot of these things, which, mm-hmm. you know, cause there, we talked about this yesterday in a couple of meetings, but there's no way to know in any type of art, really, like when something's finished, like there's no answer, you know, it's like, you just have to, you have to think, you know, what, what am I trying to get people to feel or what am I trying to get people to experience? And like, as soon as you check enough boxes, then you put the icing on the cake and mm-hmm. you know, you, you package something and you say, this is the best I got with the ideas I got, but you can't like sit on something forever. I think a lot of young artists, even that I've talked to are like guilty of that. Just like, you know, they get a little paralyzed and like, well, this is this perfect. Like just people being for perfectionists, mm-hmm. but that's not how life works. Like you gotta, you gotta do the best you can and, and package what you have and look at it as a stepping stone. I think that's something we've done pretty well too, is like looked at everything as like, this is not the end. This is not the, the make or break, whatever, like mm-hmm. there's going to be no matter what, no matter if this is critically acclaimed or people hate it, there's going to be something next. So it's yeah. about doing, you know, whatever this is, the best version of that and then moving on. Yeah, that's good advice to career. put out your uh, your best music as a stepping stone because yeah. some artists hold back. Like some artists are like, oh, this is my first project, so I'm going to hold back on my great song. Mm-hmm. But in reality, you grow. Yeah. And you got to find the happy medium. Like we had two versions of Suffolk County. Like we had a, a Suffolk County that we were going to put out. Shout out did really, really well, got a lot of attention. And and we made kind of like an executive decision, like in the moment we were like, we're, we're gonna scrap this, like we're gonna start again. And it wasn't black and white, but it was, let's just make better music and see where we're at with it. So there's definitely like a way to find a happy medium, but as long as you're confident and, and you kind of like know the environment and know the people that are listening and know who you're trying to get and how it's gonna get there, then you know, you'll know you be able to find that that medium of, this is something I'm really proud of, but I know I still know I can, build from here mm-hmm. True. Yeah. and after a project is out like whether you guys have seen success in a certain way or whether you guys think about something you want to do like what do you think is a good way to promote music like once it's already out because i think a lot of people struggle with that as well they put something out and then they hope for the best you yeah. got to be proud of it i think it's it's not even promotion when you're proud of the, the work people can tell yeah Def, that's a great point yeah it's not promotion when you're proud of the work it's promotion when you're not you know when you oh. when you when you think that like okay this is not my best foot you know because when you when you're proud of something you want to talk about point. it you just you want to naturally just talk about it you know what i'm saying so yeah. like it's nothing like to i don't see promotion for anything i love you feel me it's just like i want to talk about it anyways you feel me i just i'm just backing my bigging myself up but when you yeah like if it's something that, that you don't really believe in and you don't trust like that bro it, then it's then it's work that's promotion you know then you then you gotta go and do the above and beyond you gotta do the campaigns and the like the instagram posts and stuff like that which is cool like which is cool for everybody man you know but like when you're proud of something bro it doesn't even feel like it. you're just doing it because you liked it you liked it you know what i'm saying you love it like it's nothing it's really not even a thought you know you you'll promote that thing for two years you feel me like we still talking about suffolk county you know five right. years later you feel me so like if you're proud of something you really love it it's, it's not even you feel me it's nothing advice and, and then the the one piece i'll give too is just like i think people need to be be active i think a lot of people just get caught up in like the internet thing and and sit in the room and put something out whether it's yeah, before be or people, after man. and you know they they you know they might look at just like the the analytics and be like oh this like 
this didn't do what I wanted. I think a lot of people look at that like first week or first couple of weeks, like why aren't the numbers doing this? But it's like, like you said, like it's a project that's been out for, for almost five years now. And you know, it's going to get out there and you got to be a, a person of the world. Like you got to go to these different places and just be around. Like that's the way people are going to like physically get to know you that something even exists. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. you put, you, you, you floated something on the internet into this, like, you know, this atmosphere that there's a whole lot of shit in, you <laughs> yeah. know, but like you got to go out and be a human too. Like mm-hmm. you got to meet people. You got to not in like a corny, like sell yourself kind of way, but like just, just no, put yourself yeah, out there. Like, outside, things, good bro. things happen when you have conversations. Yeah, there's nothing wrong, bro. There's nothing yeah. wrong being outside. There's nothing wrong with me and people. There's yeah. nothing wrong because literally, you know, the, the only thing that can happen is good for you. You know, if you meet somebody who, who you end up connecting with, you know, and they, they, they can physically help your process. They, they, and they feel connected to you. They want to help naturally. They naturally just want to help with anything. Mm-hmm. If you fuck with somebody and they got something that you, that they're promoting and they love and that they're going hard for it. And you feel me? And you see them, y'all connect on something and, and you can help. You're going to want to do it just because you can like, oh, bro, I can help you with that. Like, I got this. I got you feel me. Oh, your your tires flat, bro. I got a garage right here. Like, mm-hmm. you feel me? Like, let's 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 fix that real quick. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's natural. It's it's literally natural. Like to be a human is is so easy. And people skip that step every time. Like, yo, it's so <laughs> crazy, bro. Like, just go outside, bro. Go outside. Meet somebody. For real. And so, uh, last question real quick, like what's your guys' goals for the rest of the year? Like individually, like what's your goal for the rest of the year? The rest of the year, uh, put this project out, uh, tour a lot, uh, and work on new music, man. Work on new music that I love and and I'm proud of. And man, just put this, get this, get this album out. I'm really excited to get this album out. That's my goal is just get this thing out when it's supposed to be out. And, um, and, and tour it and, and touch people, man. And, you know, connect with some guy and some people and, uh, and you know just just big up the album man i've worked on it for a while and i'm I'm excited about it i'm really proud of it so i and i think it's really good you know i think it's definitely one of my more complete projects you know first single is crazy thank you bro thank you man and like that's what i'm saying like and i took a lot of risks on this project just for me personally like things i would never have done you know year, last year or year before that definitely wouldn't have did it for suffolk county you know what i'm saying i did i took a lot of risks so I'm 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 excited to see what what happens. You know, I'm excited to see what happens when you when you just try something and put it out in the world. You know what I'm saying? Because I did that the first time when I when I tried music and put it out and I felt really weird and like really vulnerable because I I never did it before and I'm I'm feeling like that again and it feels good. You know, it feels good to like to to feel human. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, same thing for me. Just just keep telling the story and get out. You know, tour. We've been talking about we're excited for this tour just because. You know, I think this album is like it's it's real like live show music, and mm-hmm. that's something that's one of the the earliest things I think I said when we were like when we were starting to make the album. I was like, you know, a make sure it's something you're proud of before before anything else, and b like think about live, like think about shit you want to perform and, that's and, good have, and have fun mm-hmm. with. You know, I think I think you know I think maybe the last project there was like a few songs that that you had in your set, but it was it was like some of the older stuff. But I feel like this new project like it's going to be the tour is going to be like a lot of new music and like mm-hmm. a couple old ones, but I'm, I think I'm, I'm really like, excited to like see this even as a fan, just like too, I'm excited man. to see the show live. Like me too, man. I'm really, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like I, I took a, a lot ride. of risks it's, it's, on this journey. It's a ride. Yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of big fun stuff and there's a lot of like real personal vulnerable exactly, stuff. Exactly, so. man. Like I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Like I said, just to torch so I could touch people, man. And just like, Cause I'm excited to perform this. I still haven't performed this music. You know what I'm saying? Like I just perform it for the homies. Like we're on the studio together and we're going crazy, you know? So I'm excited to like let 
see people go crazy. Fans are the like, best part of this. Dog, they really are. Dog. Yeah, man. I'm and I've been holding out for a while. They are on my back, so I'm ready to get it off. Yeah, see, uh. your fans are eager. Um, I've actually been in the studio with you a couple of times, and after hearing Tim talk about like songs to perform live, like I wanted to ask real quick, like what's your mindset when you're making a song? Like you actually think to yourself, how can I perform this? Like what do I need to say for the hook or the beat? Yeah, I mean it. Um, it depends, man. Like especially with this project. This project was different because I kind of knew how I was going to hit every song. Like if I it's just off the beat, like you hear a beat and be like, oh, man, this makes me feel this makes me feel, you know. So it, depending on how I feel is how I'm going to approach to be like, damn, this shit makes me feel like I got to talk about something real. Or this shit makes me feel like I got to turn up. You know what I'm saying? And the ones I felt like I had to turn up on every time, I would just be like, yo, don't play the beat until I get inside the get inside the booth. Like, don't, I don't want to hear it. I got to, Rich would be like, yo, I got a slap for you today. Like, that's, I'm pretty sure that's how we did Perfect too. He's like, man, I got a slap for you, bro. I'm like, bro, no, I just don't play it. <laughs> don't play it until I get into the, you feel me? Because I want to go off like what I'm feeling the first, my first, my first thought, my first emotion. Cool. Yeah, so I like the the bigger fun of records for sure. It was the ones where I was just like, bro, don't play the don't play the beat. I, you you got to slap for me. Don't play it. I'm gonna get in the booth and then just drop it. And we just gonna go however we feel. And that's how we made perfect. That's how we made a few records. And I've never heard f- anyone say that before. Those are my favorite ones too, because like I said, it's just what I was just feeling like naturally, just naturally, just what came from the top of my head, man. And it felt good. Like it, it feels good to get those things off and not only to get it off, but it sounds good too. Like that's a plus, you know what I'm saying? Like perfect being, that was one take, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. we just went and did it. Like we just went and did it. Like it wasn't a thought, you know, it really wasn't a thought. I was, I was, I had a whole nother thing. I had a whole nother thing written for it. And we was, I remember I, we did record this at my house. Dang, Rich is going to be, Oh, wow. Yo, so me and Rich had a bet that we didn't know where we recorded Perfect. I thought we recorded it in the studio, and he swore we recorded at my house. But I can't yell in my house when I'm recording, but now that I'm thinking about it, like, damn, like, I remember being in my closet with the lights off when we did Perfect. I remember now (laughs) because I had another song written, and it wasn't hitting. It just wasn't hitting. Rich was like, bro, just, just. Yeah, yeah, same beat. Like, I had a whole, I had a hook, everything. And I just went in there, bro, and I was, bro, I was like, bro, I don't know. I'm fulfilling this. I go in and got a shot. Came back, drank it, played the beat again, and I was just like, I'm gonna just say, I'm gonna just go, bro. I'm gonna just go. He was like, yeah. And then, boom, perfect happened. Literally, one take. Was, I did I did the hook, and he was like, that's just fire. He paused the beat. He was like, that's fire, bro. Keep going. And I was like, all right, bet. We're just gonna, we're just gonna hit the, we're gonna hit the verses like that. And then, boom, happened, bro. Yeah, but like, that's what I'm saying. Like, if I didn't, if I wasn't, if I didn't just believe in it, if I didn't believe in myself and believe in that, it wouldn't happen. Like, and a few other records I really love on that project happened the same way. You know what I'm saying? Like really love happened the same exact way. And then there was another, there's other ones that I really loved that I felt something and I had to sit down and write. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, music, music puts you somewhere, man. Like music puts me somewhere personally. Like it, it, ma- it makes me go to a place. So like wherever that place is, I, I have to just, on this project for sure, I've entrusted my gut and just been going. You know, before I, I used to fight myself a lot to be like, nah, yeah, that would be cool. Like, oh yeah, I, yeah, I could go in there and freestyle. That'd be cool, you know. But I could write this. I'm gonna write this, you know. I could, I'm gonna write something that you know that I know is safe. I know people are gonna rock with. I know my fans are gonna rock with. It's safe. It's safe. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is the first time I've really like for myself just wanted and tried to just do it. That's awesome. Thanks, bro. Well, yo, thanks, thanks for coming on the show, guys. Absolutely, that's man. a lot of good advice for emerging artists. That was oh, that was that was, that was crazy. Hearing about your recording process is really cool, man. Thanks, bro. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah, I, yeah. It's it's definitely like it, it it gets different, man. Like you got it, you got to shake it up, dog. If you're making music, yo, for real, like um, shake it up, man. For real, like um, you'll be you'll be happier. 
you'll be happier with what happens if you just you know get outside your box a little bit get uncomfortable get weird oh yeah yeah thanks guys thank you that's what's up i just told richie we rich thanks for listening hit subscribe to listen to new episodes every week and leave us a five-star review if you love this episode